So today I'm going to talk about, my sermon is going to be about um, unhindered, unhindered. It's going to be your unhindered access to God. Okay. Before I start, let's just pray. We, th- we thank you, Lord, for this awesome day, Lord God. We thank you that we can be here again as a community, as a church, a, a community, Lord God, and that we can just come and worship you and that we can just be here, Lord God, in your presence and, and hear more about you and who you are, Lord God. And we, 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 we thank you, Lord, for your, your word that always gives us a direction. And I pray, Lord, that today that we will open up our hearts and our minds as well, that we can truly hear what you have to say for us, Lord God. What is your direction for us for this year? We, th- we thank you for that, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, like... And Marissa said this last few weeks, and so we, we had a little bit of a prayer time with the Lord and, and everything, just to sort of hear what the Lord wants us to do for us as individuals, but, um, but also for us as a church for this year. And, and um, I sh- shared this this week as well with our, our cell group last week. And a, f- a few things that the Lord said for us as individuals and as a church is, is that number one is we need to seek his presence. We need to seek his presence. And for that, it means that we need to be anchored in God so that we are continually in his presence. So being, being anchored in him. The next thing, the next word that, that we received is that we should pursue personal intimacy with God. What does that mean? It means that we dig into the word ourselves and that we pray and talk to God. We don't read the word because we want to do a sermon or it's not that we read the word to get info to tell someone something about the vaccine or whatever. We read the word and we pray because We have one ultimate thing, and that is to know God, to know Him more intimately. So it's for no other reason but to know Him. The third thing is discernment, that the Lord wants us this year to be stronger with our discernment. What does that mean? That we actually, as church, as individuals, as believers, know how to read the signs of the times. Because there's so much things happening around us. And there's so many things that we hear on Facebook and Instagram and the news, blah, blah, blah. But what is the truth? Like we listen to all these people and Facebook experts and whatever else, but we don't hear from God. Like he wants us to know him more so that we can discern much more what is the truth, what is right and what is wrong. And the last thing that, that we, we receive from the Lord is, is the words set apart. Set apart. So you're a Christian, you're a, you're a believer, 
what sets you apart from the world? How does your life, how do you live your life that you actually look the part? You look like a, a, a child of God. Or are you a believer, but you live a life that people will say, that the world will say, hey, you're one of us. Like, come on, like, uh. no, what sets you apart that people can recognize you're a child of God? So that's the, the four things that, that we, we feel that we're going to expand a bit more on, I mean, this year. So be ready for that. And then, uh, um, uh, 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 and then as I prayed, um, the Lord actually, he asked me as well a few, a few things. Like I asked him, he also asked me back. He asked interesting questions. He asked me, are you ready for a miracle filled here? And I think he asks that for all of us. And of course I said yes. I think you guys will also say, yes, yes, we want more miracles, signs and wonders. Woohoo! Next thing you ask me, do you want to see signs and wonders and miracles? I said, yes, Lord. Yummy, I want more of that stuff. He said, do you believe in me? I said, of course, I, I believe in you. He said, do you believe that I can do all those signs and wonders and miracles? Said, of course, yes. So my answer is yes, 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 yes. And then he asked me, for me, am I a fan of Jesus or am I a disciple of Jesus? What does that mean? A fan is someone that has visitational rights. A disciple is someone that continuously spent time with Jesus in his presence. So that was a Yikes. Thank you, God. Thank you for that one. So then I got these words, and you guys, the, if you have a, a notebook or on your cell phones, you can, you can write this down. I got these words where he said, to believe in God, you need to trust Him. To trust Him, you need to know Him. To know Him, you need to become intimate with Him. And to become intimate with Him, you need to get to know Him through His Word and through praying. I'm just going to repeat that again. To believe God, you need to trust Him. If you don't trust someone, how do you believe what they say? Okay, so trust precedes faith in God. To believe Him, you need to trust Him. To trust Him, you need to know Him. I can't just trust someone like who? Is it a man or a woman? What's his name? What's her name? To know Him. You need to be, and to know Him, you need to become intimate with Him. And to become intimate with Him, you need to read your Bible and pray. See, much of, of our um, unbeliefs, and as I saw it with myself as well, is if we don't dig into the Word and get to know Him, His truths, His uh, promises. That's why we are unbelieving in some um, areas of our lives. We need to get to know God. And 
yeah, what I said here as well, that God does not want visitational rights in your life. I mean, he doesn't want us to come here every once a week for 90-ish minutes, depending on who's preaching, two hours, my wife here. Um, he doesn't want you to only have that time with you. With you. He wants to, to be with you every moment of the day. All day, all week. Okay, make sense? So, uh, um, the, uh, the message I'm going to bring today, it, it, it might not be a, a, a lighter one. I think I'm going to go a little bit more in-depth. So, it's not for, if, if you just come to seek a good word, then it might not be 100% for you because I'm going to go a little bit more in-depth with this word. It's for us that seeks a, a deeper understanding of our f- f- faith walk and with God. Because I believe that, that the Lord wants us to, to move away from that mindset that we still have. Not, not everyone, but some still have that Old Testament mindset that you visit a God when you want to, when you can, and then... You go home and then someday, sometimes he comes and visits you. Visitation rights. He has to call you, hey, Johannes, can I come over and just be with you? Like, yes, God, but just hang on a second. just want to get and check my, my schedule. Uh-uh. He wants us to, to, to move from that old visitation mindset into a New Testament, New Covenant a, a, a mindset of he's with you every day, every minute, every second. Amen. Amen. There's this, this one man that said, um, his name is Damien Thompson. He said that in the Old Testament, this, this spirit of the Lord falls. But now it flows through us. So it, it fell in the Old Testament when the people asked. But now because he's with us all the time, it flows in us and through us. So I'm going to speak a little bit more about that today. And the thing is that we have to, to, to go this year from meetings where we pray um, Holy Spirit fall down come Holy Spirit come because I hear that a lot like Holy Spirit come fall down you know to where we know that we know he's already here he's already within us he's already filling this atmosphere and we have to just change our mindsets and recognize that that God is here Holy Spirit is here with us. All that we need to do is to ask him to make us more aware of him. Amen? Let's, um, let's ask him now. Bow our heads and we ask him. And you can ask him out loud, you can ask him in your heart, but just ask Holy Spirit right now to make you aware that he is here. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. Mm. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will just come now and show us your presence. Let each and every one of us here, Lord God, tangibly feel your presence. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And my heart is that you guys are continually aware that Holy Spirit is with you. That if you, you walk out um, here today, that you don't have to think, hey, I'll meet up with him again next week. We need to change our minds that we know, that we realize, and that we live with the knowing that Holy Spirit is with us all the time. Amen? Amen. So, also with this, these last few weeks that we, we, we asked the Lord for some, some um, direction, and he, he gave these, these words of, of his presence, his intimacy, being set apart. And all the time, it's, it's, it's those... The, the things that it has to do with the closeness of God all, all the time. And, and we felt that the Lord is, is um, saying as well to us as a ch church that one thing that we're going to focus on a lot as well this year is prayer. And we're going to have some prayer nights, some prayer Sunday evenings here in church where it's not just going to be Praying, 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 although we, we will pray, but it will be practical equipping nights on how to pray because not all, all of us know how to pray or what it means to pray. So we'll walk through those steps, equipping you on how to pray and then applying it. And that's how we learn, and that's how we learn. And the thing is, why we want to do that is... There's, there's something again, if you come as a, a unity, as a church, in, in unity and you pray to, to, together, there's, there's something that releases in the spirit, and that's what we want to do. We want to take our whole church uh, community and each and every one and bring them closer to God. It's that intimacy with Him that's going to take us through 2021. Like she said, and I'm going to talk about that, that as well, this year that's going to come, your circumstances might not get better, to be honest, but what's going to pull you through, what's going to bring you happiness and joy and strength is that intimacy with God. You're going to hear those words a lot. Okay. Make sense? So, Prayer nights. There's there's two schools here that um, a thought that says, the the one um, school of thought says, you know what? Why do we have to have prayer meetings? Because I pray at home, I pray on my way to work or, or whatever. Like, why do we have to be yeah at church? Just just one more thing to do, and it takes up my time and blah blah blah. I have to get the kids ready for school and everything, which is all good. But my question then I'm gonna 
I'm asking you guys is, do you actually pray at home? Like, many of us say, yes, we do. But how many of us actually pray at home? Even if it's just five minutes or half an hour. But how many of us actually make time for the Lord to pray at home? Because we have, we've, we've got these things, and I know um, I lived as well this life that, that I've got this, had this compartmentalized life. You know, you've got your work, you've got school, you've got your hobbies, and then you've got God. And all these things, they, they overlap, but one thing we, we sometimes neglect is our time with God. That's like the very first things that's out the door is t- 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 time with him because it's not something that we always see as an investment. Like, I mean, we, we see it, uh, if I spend now with God half an hour, man, hey, I lost half an hour in gym. I got to go to gym now. Like my friend is waiting for me. So you see it most time lost. But according to the word, according to scriptures, spending time with the Lord is not time lost. It's time that you gain. Make sense? Amen. Amen. So how do we position ourselves as believers to continually abide in his presence? Let's turn scriptures to John 15 verse 1 to 4. John 15, verse 1 to 4, and I'm going to read for you guys from the New King James Version. John 15, verse 1 to 4. And it says the following. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Verse 2. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You, already, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. I love that. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. So the Lord's word washes us clean. So we need to get in the word. Okay. And verse 4. Abide in me and I in you. As the, the, the branch cannot bear fruits of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. So verse 4 again, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it, unless it abides in the vine. And neither can you unless you abide in me. So we, we hear that word abide a lot. What does abide mean? It means to remain in, not a little bit in, halfway in, halfway out. Remain in. It means to occupy. It means means to continue to be present. Abide in me. So did you guys know that on your way to church today, you could 
abide in Christ, you could be in him. Did you know that at work you can abide in him? While you're at home and you're making food or at a, a braai, you can abide in him. All the time. He's always there. Or do we abide in him from 9 a.m. to 10.30 ish on a Sunday morning? Or if something negative happens in this week and we give a quick two-minute prayer, God help me, for one minute, 59 seconds, and amen. And that's your abide in me time. He wants much more than that. He extended in this scriptures, Jesus extends us in invitation to occupy him 24 hours a day. And to also know that we can do it. And to also live in the, the, the way that we are occupied in him. Make sense? But then some of us then say, okay, cool. If we can abide in Christ 24 hours a day, why then do we need to come to church? Because you are with God. Because we get to, to hear that a, a lot, that um, people tend to, tend to stay away from church and stuff because you know what? It's, it's, it's me and God. Yeah, it is you and God. It's good. I understand that. It's, um, it's my personal walk with him. And I'll, I'll sort things out with God, so it's okay. It's me and him. He said no. Stay away for this next year or two. Don't come to church, but let me work with you. Like, no, that's not what the Lord says. And if you read your scriptures, everyone that in the scriptures that isolated themselves from community, from church, from whatever, it's because of their own doing that they ended up alone. The scriptures said that, um, it says it in Hebrews as well, 10, it says, do not neglect a, a, a gathering of the, the, the saints. Because there's something that the Lord says, come together with other people. Because that's where we make ourselves strong. It says in Proverbs, I forgot now exactly where, but it says the man that isolates himself destroys himself. So everything that says, where, where you think the Lord says not to come to church, not to be in a community, it's not according to scriptures. God wants us to connect with other believers as well. Because there's something that happens when we unite in unity together. And again, 15 verse 4, abide in him. When you abide in him, you bear fruit. When you do not abide in him, you can still do a fair bit. But it wouldn't have God's anointing. He wouldn't be with you on that. You have to abide in Christ. Make sense? Okay. When 
Jesus walked the earth. His idea of discipleship as well was for us to, to get connected to him in any possible way. Let's turn to Hebrews 10 verse 19 to 22 and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that more. Hebrews 10, verse 19 to 22. Okay. Okay. Verse 19. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having a heart sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Yeah. And our bodies washed with pure water. Just going to read that again. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. So we saw in John 15 where the Lord says, he says, come abide in me, abide in me, invites us, invites us all the time to come live in him and with him, to be plugged into him. And then after that, he went to die on the cross. So what happened there? So he first said, abide in me, and then he went to the cross. So on the, the, the cross, and in the end it'll, it'll make sense, um, uh, um, on the cross he died, and he, he rose again, and he made a way to the f- Father in heaven. He made for us a way to the f- Father in heaven. But not just that. He didn't just make the way. He is the way. He is the way. So, when we think, you know, when we, we come to a church and we pray and we do good things, we think, okay, we're saved. But when we just come to church and we pray, but we don't abide in Him, it doesn't mean we're saved. You are only saved when you have that continuous encounter with the living Christ, that it transforms your life 24 hours a day, then you know that you are saved. You are totally plugged into Jesus. You're not half plugged in one leg in the church and one leg out. You're plugged in with him. So 
So after John 15, Jesus makes a way to the Father in heaven. Because why? He wants us to have that 24-7 unhindered access to God. It all begins to sort of get together now. He wants us to have unlimited and unhindered access to God. Abide in me, so we are in him, and then he makes up for us a way to the Father. So if we are continually in him, we are continually in him that makes the way to to the, 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 the Father, and that means we have 24-7 unhindered access to the Father. Do you guys know what that means? 24-7 unhindered access to the Father. Jesus Christ, he died a sinner's death. He rose again and became the way to the Father so that we can have that unlimited, unhindered access to the, the Father 24 hours a day. And then, here's the kicker. You are as near to Jesus at your job or your car, in your car, wherever you are, as you are here on a Sunday morning. He's always with you. It doesn't matter how you feel. Your feelings doesn't matter when it comes to the access you have to God. You may feel, oh, I feel depressed today, or no, I'm here today and I'm like at ah, church again. You know, it's been it's it's been a while. I feel a bit disconnected. I I lived a sort of a rather sinful life over the holidays. You know, so I'm not connected with the Lord anymore. You feel this and you feel that. Feelings means zero when it comes to the access that you as a believer have to God. And you have to get that, guys. You have to get that. I mean, and here's the thing. Um, here's the thing. Yeah. How we how we perceive um, God and and who and who He is in our lives, that that comes to our understanding of of the axis that we have to him. If, if we feel we have uh, limited access, then it's going to sh- show in, in how we um, relate to him. We might pray less or read scriptures less because we feel like you know, we first have to do something before we have access to him. And that's not true. We've got 24 access. 24-7 access to him, unlimited and unhindered. Just quickly going to read um, Hebrews 10 again, verse 19. Therefore, brethren, having 
boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of, of Jesus. Or does it say, therefore, brethren, because I'm too tired to enter the holiest, therefore, brethren, because I have sent too much these last few weeks to enter the presence of Jesus, therefore, brethren, having, having not whatever, like what excuses do we constantly use just not to be with God? We've got no excuses. We've got access to him, and let's use that. Let's use that. Verse 20, we just read that again. It says, By a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is his flesh. So, I sort of struggled a little bit with this um, scripture, and I sort of looked it up in Greek and Hebrew and everything that you can, can look it up in. And this is actually massive. Let me s say why. So, the new and living way means, in Greek, a freshly slain lamb. What does that mean? It means that when we, we come into Jesus, when we connect with him, when we live in him, it's as if the, um, the, the, the blood of, of Jesus that he shed 2,000 years ago on the cross, it's as fresh as then, and it covers you. It's not old way back then, and we talk about it. It's as if it's fresh blood of Jesus that covers you and protects you. How cool is that? It's because he's, it's a living way. It's constant. It's continuous. It's not something that just happened 2,000 years ago, and then that's it. It's done it's still applicable to us today. I actually love that. So when we go before him, his blood that covers us is just as fresh as it was 2,000 years ago. Do you guys realize what that means? Like she read um, Revelation 4, and it's funny because I actually have this as one of my sermon. What did, what, what does the, 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 the um, what does that, um, the angels of God see when they, they are in heaven that we don't see that makes them worship the Lord 24 7? And they say, you know, the four living creatures having six wings were um, full of eyes run and within, and they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. What do they see that they just can't stop worshipping God? 
something that we, we, we don't see. And I think they see and they recognize that 24-7 access that they have to God. Being in His presence all the time, they can't stop but worshiping God Almighty. Why do we miss that when we have that? I mean, we, we come and we have our one hour in church and then we sometimes like... Because it's a long night last night. Awesome. Thank you, God. Amen. Nachmal. Home. What do we miss? Like we've got access to God Almighty, the same God that the angels have access to. And we are actually higher than angels. So in this year, I want us to begin to sort of change our mindsets on how we see God on how we see our access to Him. Make sense? I hope this speaks to you guys today. There's 20 to do 22 again. I'm nearly done. Okay. Um, by a new and living way which He consecrated for us through the veil, that is His flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near. And again, he calls us again and again and again in Scripture, draw near. There's something about drawing near that he wants us to get. And draw near with a true heart and full assurance. So, draw near. There's, there's many... Christians and I believe not in our church because we've a bunch of good guys like they they enter in the presence of God they enter into the church but do they draw near to God there's a difference you can enter in but it doesn't mean you're going to draw near God wants us to draw near. It's the only way we're going to survive 2021. <laughs> draw near to Jesus. And before I, 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 I close, um, to draw near with Him, with Jesus, that starts with a prayer life with Jesus, speaking to him, talking to him, getting to know him so that you can trust him, so that you can believe in him. But it starts by praying. It's like when I first met my wife Marissa, like I first needed to talk with her to get to know her she actually let me talk to her <laughs> there was a five second gap so I took it but it's you first need to talk with someone and in this instance or what we, 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 we talk about here talking means pray you talk to God you speak to him about your day and how you feel and you ask him how he feels how's his day going talking with God interacting with him 
So we need to do that more. And it says in verse 21, is he consecrated the way to the, the, the Father. Consecrated here means he made a way. It's something that wasn't there before. He made a new way. And we have access to that way. It's like when you, uh, you inaugurate a, a ship. You take a, a, a bottle of champagne and smash it on the ship. And it's inaugurated. There's this big new thing. You know, we, we, um, we shoot fireworks at the, uh, the, the end of the year to inaugurate the new year. Now, he did the same thing on the, 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 the cross. He made a way. He consecrated himself or consecrated the way so that we can have access to the, 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 the Father. And I'm asking again, why do we not take advantage of this? Why do we not take advantage of this? So, a bit more of a, a heavier word, and I hope, I hope it sort of made, made sense. Um, if it did not make sense, come and speak with me afterwards. But I actually want to leave you guys today encouraged of, of what the blood of Jesus did for us on the cross. And that, and that we are excited to be more intimate with Him. It's not just something that we hear about and read about and wonder about, but it's actually something that we do because of who He is in our lives. And I want to urge you guys to, to within this year, you know, to take your, your, your walk with a, a God to a, a new level, to a next level. And that's going to start by you, you get into the Word on your own as well. And you begin also to, to speak with God, to pray. Okay, amen. Can we just all bow our heads and close our eyes? If you are here today and, and you haven't made Jesus your Lord yet, your Savior yet, if you haven't accepted that invite yet, that, that He wants to, to be your Lord, your God, that He wants that intimate relationship with you, if you haven't done that yet, and you would like to do it, and you feel the urge to do it, I want you to just raise your hand. And it's something that if you feel you need to do it, then you need to do it. It's the Holy Spirit within you saying, Hey, mister, madam, come to me. I'm calling you. Like, we don't know what will happen this afternoon on our way home or tomorrow or the rest of the week. Now is the time that we have to make ourselves right with God. So if there's anyone here, 
Just quickly raise your hand. If not, then all good. Okay, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, can I quickly get the team to hand out the communion? Just quickly have communion to, together. And I'd like you, you guys not to, to have it yet. Um, I just quickly want to say something when we all have it and then we can have it together as a church. communion yeah okay thank you Jesus if you all have communion let's just quickly again bow our heads thank you Jesus so uh, when we take now a uh, in the communion, um, I want you, 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 you guys to actually um, reflect on what you heard now in the sermon, to, to think about what actually happened on the, the cross. That it's, it's not just the communion is much more than just symbolic. It is a way that has been given to us to have constant, unhindered access to our Father in Heaven. And just think that what you have now, the, the, the bread and the juice, it's as if the blood of Jesus was now today freshly slain for you. It's not just something that happened 2,000 years ago on the cross. It's still applicable today. 
And I want you to, within yourself, just um, just answer the 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 the, 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 the few um, things for yourself here. The questions: How are you doing in your relationship with Lord today? Why did you come to church this morning? And do you understand? truly understand what happened at the cross and are you willing to recommit your life this year to him not just doing the same old same old but actually doing something to get closer to him that you actually commit to get to know his word more to pray more to experience Him more? Will you recommit that you're, uh, when you have this uh, communion, that it's not going to be about you now and your wants and what you want from Him, but that it's all going to be about uh, uh, God and who He is in your life? Reshift your focus. Reshift your focus. God is constantly calling you closer to Him. Will you respond? Will you respond? And actually, um, want us, if you can, actually want us to, as a church, get on our knees and pray. If you can, if you. If your knees can hold it, if you, if it's safe, I, I, I want us all to get on our knees now before the Lord, and then I'll just amend with us in prayer. Just if you can. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, that we can just come here today and as a church, Lord God, humble ourselves before you. You are the great I am. Thank you, Lord, for your freshly slain blood of Jesus that covers us, that draws us into that intimate relationship with you, Jesus. We lift up, Lord God, today every heart before you. Each and every one here, Lord God, I lift up their hearts before you. Lord, we bring all our feelings now before you. Lord, um, feelings of shame, of guilt, lies, accusations, depression, Lord God. We bring all those feelings before you now, Lord God, because nothing is hidden in your sight. You see everything, Lord God. And Lord, as a church as well, Lord. We don't want to run from you anymore. 
but we want to run to you, Lord God. That you can actually use everything that went wrong in our lives this last or this morning, last week, last year, and you can use everything, Lord God, all our mistakes for good to to actually draw us closer to you, Lord God. And I pray that Holy Spirit now that you will touch each and every one here and just draw them more closer to you, Lord God. I pray that you will reveal to us if there's anything that keeps us from getting closer to you, Lord God. Reveal that to us. Give us the strength, Holy Spirit, to break down those things that keep us from having an intimate relationship with you. We put our confidence in your blood, Jesus. As we have now in the communion, wash us, Lord God, with your blood. Wash us clean. Wash us clean. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You can have your communion now. The wine and the juice, uh, the wine and the, the biscuit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And as we have this, Lord, I pray that you will wash us clean, Lord God. That you will give us the peace, Lord God, that you will show us mercy, that you will show us grace, that as we have this, Lord, you bring healing in our bodies, you bring healings in our souls, Lord God. We thank you for that, Holy Spirit. Yes, Jesus, as believers, we don't want to live in the outer courts anymore, Lord God, but we want to constantly live with you in the holiest of holy places. We thank you for that, Lord God. We want to live like it says in Psalm 91, Lord, that as believers, we want to dwell in that secret place which is the sh- shadow of the Almighty, constantly in your presence. We thank you for that, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 